Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Wrestle Culture. <laughs> Has he already said hello by this point? Yep, usually he's in the big, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to do the arms as well. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah. He, for whatever reason, nobody can say this. <laughs> when he goes like, Hello! <laughs> I don't know what this is. Like, clear the air. In, clear the air so he can... Brace himself, isn't he? Yeah, that's it. He, people have seen it now, though, because you've been uploading those. I love. I live for these, by the way, when yeah. I'm refreshing on my train home. Well, spoiler. But, yeah, not today. <laughs> There's nothing to see here. Every single week, my ass is just not this week. Uh, <laughs> he is not here. Also, just before we get right into this, oh, Christ. this that's what bothers me about this. Sorry, we're just going straight into this, but what bothers me about this table yeah. is that whenever you press anything on that laptop, oh, everything moves. It moves. Everything it's not flush, moves. Is it? Yeah. It's not flush. I don't like we're it. We're all just sitting here admiring how much Adam Wilborn goes through <laughs> on a daily basis and says nothing. <laughs> There's absolutely yeah. nothing about the shoddy material yeah. that he's working with. Also, uh, you starting this podcast, yeah. like desperately trying to press record and start the podcast at the exact same time. Like you can't edit things. Yeah. Oh yeah, I did find that really <laughs> funny. It's like, re- like putting all the pressure of getting the exact like recording point and starting the podcast at exactly the right time. And you know what? what the funny together. thing is the difference between probably you and professionals. Me, yeah. and no, me. no, it's, <laughs> that, it's, it's that I just I saw the problem <laughs> and I just thought, no, it's funny how if he tries if he tries to time this exactly right. I like watching like like this is my dad. Uses a computer keyboard, like one <laughs> finger at a time across every key. That's me. Record button, Wilborn soundboard button. Then I'll point to Nicholas. Then I'll point to Phil. And then I'll point to me. I love just it. trying to hover both fingers over the, <laughs> the, over the buttons at the same time. Through. Come on, uh, three, two, <laughs> one, and tap. Very, very mindful. I'm in the company of actual professionals here because normally it's Wilborn oh. and Cedric, and it's not. Hey, a well, <laughs> he's already shooting on his other mates, Phil. <laughs> Look, he gets him out of the room for one minute, for the and the guns come his, out. His two best friends in the mud. <laughs> I'm going to just say it was AI. Yeah. <laughs> for the benefit of those that haven't picked up yet, Will Bond's not on this wrestling He's uh, taking a well-earned day off. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, I agree. But uh, but we're he's taking a day off. He's taking a day off. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be carried by the rest of culture veterans through this. But if well. you're a fan <laughs> of this sort of thing, uh, make sure to subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from. For daily wrestling podcasts, we do stuff as good as this, but we also do Raw, SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT 2.0, pay per views, premium live events. Come on, I'm not having that. <laughs> you two are going to join in. I'm not going to do that. He does it all the time by you himself. Do it. Yeah, I've not got Will Bonds. Come on, I'll do it with you. Will you though? You're gonna have me we'll both do it. With we'll you. do. We'll both do it with you. No, but I'm actually going to. You're not going to. I've dropped an F bomb. If like one of you does it wrong, because I, I don't know where it is. Yeah, so it's going in. You're editing the day, so the show formerly known as NXT 2.0. Oh! That's better than the average one. Uh, 
We only do one a year. <laughs> Dynamite <laughs> Rampage, premium line events, interviews, and a round of the week complete with Willard Covers, of course, on WrestleCulture. I'm here with Adam Nicholas and Phil Chambers. We're going to talk about the week in wrestling. It's really weird. You look directly into my soul, as you said. I'm Adam Nicholas, though. It's like, am I? <laughs> I'm like Adam Nicholas now. I'd love somebody to look at me oh, and be beautiful. like, oh, yeah, Adam Loved Nicholas. It. <laughs> it's too much pressure, man. Don't do it. <laughs> Phil. Hi. Revolution. Yes. Um, well, Sunday now always feels ages away by the Was time we get to Friday. Why are we talking about it now? Because <laughs> Dave Meltzer dropped his stars today. Oh, hello. And he's gone five and three quarters on MJF versus uh, Brian Danielson, the main event, the Ironman match. What's your take on that? But then what would you take on the match, the show, any other sort of thoughts, feelings, as we're now days removed and Dynamite's already killed the buzz around AW anyway. So <laughs> how are you feeling after Revolution? Uh, with the five and three quarters, I think in Dave Meltzer's incredibly broken scale, it is very, <laughs> very worth it. Um, like, I don't think anything else I've seen in recent years mm-hmm. has kind of been up to that kind of a standard of just... Yeah. Pure quality for goddamn so long. Like Brian Danielson has shown a few times now since going to AW that you can still kind of go an hour and do really long stuff in this day and age and like keep people fully on the edge of their seat for the entire goddamn time, so long mm. as you actually do it right. <laughs> like he's just got he's just absolutely incredible. Um so yeah, I'm fully on board with the five and three quarter stars thing. Yeah. I think like Dave going five ever for MJF felt like one of these mountains that MJF could never climb. Yeah. So it's nice that he's done it here. And it's particularly funny, I suppose, that he's done it with Brian because MJF has got this incredible near six-star rating, but because there's Brian there, it's like, I'm going to have to do this again, I but I'm going to have to find somebody else to do this so I can just claim this one outright as this is This is the thing, and I bet you there's a little bit of that was in the back of Melter's yeah. mind. Like, I'm going to give him it, but it's I'm going to also say it with Brian. <laughs> Brian got like four and three quarters of those stars. Yeah, and That's not true, by the way. I don't <laughs> believe that. But that's in Dave Melter's yeah. head, I'm sure that's the case. I'm just like a Lars Sullivan level five star wrestler <laughs> at the moment. He's got to get a couple more on the board yeah. before it properly. What were the real elements in that match? <laughs> Listen, I've seen MGF's face and nose and everything else yep. after mm. this fight. He he is, and that is, it was a fight. That's <laughs> in fairness, and he earned every one of those yeah. stars and more. Yeah, it's um well on sort of like because he went Meltzer went five mm. on uh, the trios match. Mm. He might have gone all like five and a quarter, and then five I think on the death match. Death, yeah, yeah, so like. Yeah. That already, in terms, if the Rest Observer star ratings matter to you, but like we all watched it the weekend, it stands up as mm. certainly one of the strongest AW papers ever. What is ever. the highest rated, like Meltzer show ever, or the show with the most amount of like sure, five the star matches? Well, matches. Yeah. since we're talking about Dominion twenty eighteen as having obviously because it's got the Omega uh, Kenny seven star one, but then there's a lot of Omega Kenny Omega Ricardo seven, but yeah. then there's a lot of four <laughs> and three. Probably get seven <laughs> stars yeah. against Actually, himself. I think that you give it. You give yeah. that eight, he could probably get seven stars against himself. I'm sure. There's a lot of like four and threes, but I don't think there's another five on that show. Yeah. So to have, I, I think this has got to be way up there. Like some of our listeners might know, I've never got a great memory for the star ratings, but just those legendary shows, when you look back on them, it's quite surprising how, like a WrestleMania 17, how I think only Austin Rock even yeah. TLC yeah. approach it. And then you've got 10 more matches that are nowhere near it, but it's the experience of the show, I guess. It's funny because that almost ties into like the fact that Back then, I would never have known what a Dave Meltzer star yeah. was. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't that a nice time to be alive? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, funny as well because the, the pay-per-view itself was kind of like a two-star build. Yeah. But then just absolutely mm. nailed it in the end, which obviously they were always going to. It's not the first time in AEW either. Like yeah. Forbidden Door had that same thing and then the, the praise coming out of it was huge. Do they sometimes do this better? Is that is that what this is? Like w- The build isn't tremendous, but sometimes in wrestling... like. Mm. Vince McMahon, for all, he's very bad at everything. Yeah, One of his greatest skills was, if everything goes not to plan or whatever, 
just give like gives people way too much of what they want, and they end up putting on this amazing show. Usually, yeah. if the bill hasn't been great or whatever, Tony Khan's been like nicking from his playbook a couple of times over the last year and a bit, and that seems to be it. Like Forbidden Door is the one you mentioned that really comes to mind, where nothing seemed to be going right on the way there, and they were like putting these matches together, and it just came out really, really well. And yeah. then you get Revolution's done it again, and this only reinforces the thing I mentioned to you once, Michael Hamlet, about. They should do this the UFC way sometimes, I think, when it comes to wrestling, specifically in AEW. Pick, like, just book the matches as, as if you were just trying to pick what would be the best card and then let things play out based on people who have already been picked and paired against each other. Because you get, what, it's like, how many months between each pay-per-view sometimes? It's too many, some would Too argue, many, you know? far yeah. too many. And, like, it means you can have the, the matches on the card waiting, but you don't even need to start some of the storytelling until however long down the line. Because they don't do that with those UFC pay-per-views. Like, sometimes they won't even start booking stuff remotely to do with it until about, like, two months before it's actually happening. Mm. And, like, it, it's it's a slower build towards something that inevitably is going to take a lo- much longer time to get here. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that was uh, with the Revolution card, when you like, the days before when we were previewing it, several of the matches were rematches that were feeling yeah. colder than they were done the first time. Mm-hmm. Moxley, Page, but, like, it existed entirely on television and that you have something as good as the death match was. And the Elite, the most egregious one, felt like the Elite in the House of Black because there was no story. Like, unless, <laughs> unless, like, Goths coming out on stage and doing a Backstreet Boys routine is story now. Yeah. There was nothing to that, and yet the Elite did what the Elite do, and you know, it just felt magic. Um I don't know, I suppose... They even won you over. The, for, for, for part of a night. You know, like that <laughs> bit on... It. You know that bit on... Um, Con, when, like, on Conrad and Bruce Pritchard's podcast where they're talking about a character they really like and then one of them will go, oh, and then the bell ring. And then yeah. it's just... It's a bit of a neg at, like, the old talent how they couldn't really go. I have the reverse that with the Elite. Just like, say it pretty like, wide. Oh. Just say his name. Yeah, it's pretty oh. wide. And then... Uh, <laughs> I know, I can see on your face. And then these guys... <laughs> and then these guys do their storytelling, whatever it is, and then they're like, oh, whatever. And then the bell rings. And then every single time I'm sold again yeah. on Kenny Mega and the Young Bucks. And I'm not saying I picked their side of the culture war over CM Punk, but I certainly then aspire for the AW where they're all back rather than just mm. one side being over there. Uh, yeah, Phil, like any sort of other standouts from the card? Uh, Jungle Boy dro- uh, dropping Christian at that coffin that then went trunk at the floor. <laughs> Chris Jericho actually at least losing. It was like, what did you take as a show overall rather than just the individual like standout matches? Uh, I really enjoyed it, like mm. pretty much top to bottom. Some things more than others, obviously. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Jungle Boy buried thing was weird because, again, like if you're building to a goddamn buried alive match, you at least build to a goddamn buried alive yeah. match rather Pretty than sure one week in go, oh, uh, we were going to do this, so give him a shovel. <laughs> <laughs> the buried alive build was, we'll change the text <laughs> yeah. on the match graphic. <laughs> That's it. And then yeah. have someone explain afterwards. What and a not tie it into any of the characters nope. involved in nope. any way, shape, or form. Nope. Like, I just don't understand that as a thing. It was but a at least they paid off that feud. Like, in yeah. the end. like I'm glad they didn't drop that entirely. Obviously, things went wrong like with injuries and stuff, so mm. it wasn't entirely their fault. But like, I'm glad that they paid it off. It's just really weird that it was a very live match. Yeah, it was kind of like the ends justify the means, yeah. I think, with that one. Like, your brother in Turtlenecks, Christian Cage, yeah. <laughs> the performance of a lifetime, I get that. Like, fundamentally quite silly thing over the line after yeah. they'd spent, what, like 21 months yeah. building this thing? I mean, it could have been a nightmare, couldn't it? I mean, we all agree that the highlight was his turtleneck. Oh, my God. <laughs> right, that was obviously the highlight. I just loved, my biggest takeaway from all of this is having Tony Khan have to physically come out and explain, mm. well, guys, you see, the difference is you have to bury the person in the casket, and then you've got to <laughs> bury the, the casket, guys. And I'm sitting there thinking... 
Isn't that what they do anyway? Like, yeah. So you telling me they don't? I know, like they won the buried alive match. Yeah. Well, no they had casket. the casket match and the buried alive match. Yeah. So you put them in a casket, you put them, or you bury yeah, them alive, but like, you didn't have to do both. Yeah, I suppose. So it's like it's just put your hands together. <laughs> like I just like they found it's nice they found use for the cultivator and just put it in reverse instead and <laughs> yeah. have something dropped to yeah. the ground. It was proper. Like, it was proper Wiley Coyote <laughs> Acme stuff. Like wasn't it like. It's just yeah. shot down the hole. Do we know if Christian's all right, by the way? Has anyone checked in on him? Because yeah, I mean, he's still under there as far as he's hell. just in hell. In, in hell, literally listening to one of Glenn Jacobs, whatever it is these days. That's hell now. It's just like, let me tell you about my political views. I'm uh, working on a theory that his next feud is going to be with Darby Allen on the grounds that he suffered a literal coffin drop. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's where, like, like, where that coffin's gone is basically where Darby and Sting live. Yeah. You know, give Christi- I, can, I can definitely see Christian saying, like, nah, I know a thing or two about coffins. Yeah. <laughs> it's like then, falling into their living yeah. room. Like the <laughs> coffin's the coffin's still falling and we're gonna see them watching telly. <laughs> It turns into one of Darby's like little student movies where he's like <laughs> Christian's, you know, like a Wes Anderson sort of cutout. Yeah, I can watch Christian going down in the ground and in showing you all the other things that are next to it. Like you've got some of the old stables that didn't quite make the cut that are like the bones of them. <laughs> and Wes Anderson, Darby Allen would be amazing. That would be it? really be great. Like a, a bow tie and a, <laughs> be like more sort of Danhausen face paint, wouldn't it? Mm. I think it'd be quainter. But if he had grown his hair out a little bit as well, yeah. just to have that little. Kind of like bob cut, yeah, the bob cut. Well. Yeah. Sting definitely played by Bill Murray, yeah, like one hundred percent. Something about the kinks <laughs> in there as well. Uh, as I understand it, <laughs> wrestle culture is the place where we have a nuanced wrestling debate. Of course, we, we, we would not let not anyone in here without God. No, and you know we are nothing if not balanced here at What Culture. Revolution was fantastic. Dynamite sucked ass. What's going on with AEW <laughs> at large? Um, Nicholas, you watch Dynamite every week as your wrestling diet in mm. comparison to. Raw and SmackDown because you know how to pick your poisons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not been great, has it? In spite of the pay per view, you said it yourself: the build mm. versus the quality. Yeah, like what's going on? I, I, I wish I knew. I, I I don't know how they managed to get. Like, think about how excited we all were after Revolution. There was a mm. lot of things to come away from that pay per view. Like, hey, hey, hey! And I'm not saying it was like dead in the water because, as we've discussed, I know every everybody likes watching wrestling in a different way. I know you and Mister Sidgwick like the show to be of the highest standard all yeah. of the time because that's the bar. You treat it like prestige television, which I think is fine. Like, that's good. We're miserable old sods at this you point. You are, but <laughs> it, it, it kills you every week because you want the wire. Yeah. yeah. And you get, I don't know, the Big Bang Theory. Cops. <laughs> <laughs> Cops, yeah. The bill or something <laughs> is what you get in exchange. I'm sick of Tony Khan's The Bill. <laughs> Tony that's what I'm sick of. The Bill. So, I, I don't necessarily... So two feet walking at the end, but there's, there's just four paws. <laughs> I don't necessarily hold it up to that. I understand that some weeks it's going to be not as good as other weeks because you kind of want to get the balance right and start building up. But the fact that we missed the part where you build up and suddenly <laughs> it's really good, that's a little bit worrying because you don't want to get to the point where you're thinking, well, I don't have to work harder because we just did barely any build and the pay of you just worked. Because yeah, that yeah. is the mentality that happened over another place. And look what happens as a result <laughs> of that. Sometimes stuff goes really off the ropes at the worst possible time because you are just... Putting out there because you know you can get away with it. Yeah. Um. So to answer your question, I have no idea why it's it's dipping, and I just feel like, given the amount of talent we have, and given the amount of, given the amount of time that we probably have to just put these together, they have such massive gaps between pay per views. If you want to let Dynamite like take a dip for a week, <coughs> while you spend the week thinking about how you're going to make all those other ones great, that's fine. But maybe we need to be doing that because 
it feels like a little bit like there's some week to week stuff going, which is less mm. good. Like there's obviously stuff that's been planned for a long time. I mean, we saw the payoff for arguably one of the longer stories we see about with Hobbs, where it's kind of been yeah. like his journey. But I'm not saying that they still don't hit those markers, but it feels like a lot of the other stuff is just like, what are we going to do this week? <laughs> because we don't have it. Oh my God, we don't know any songs. <laughs> <laughs> It feels like it's that plan that's missing as well, though. It does feel like it's being written week to week, whereas before, like for ages, it felt like everything had a destination and it was just like go along on the journey to find out what that was. And now it very much feels like it's being written week to week and there's no real plans for everything. Like the revolution build, like MJF and uh, Danielson managed to heat that up, but they only really did that in the last two weeks before the pay-per-view. The rest of it was just... Same stuff they've done loads of times. You've got to wrestle all these people to get to me. Um, and then, like, this week, like, Ruby Soho, the explanation of the heel turn, how many times have we seen a baby face go out and say, it's your fault why yeah. I'm to a heel? Hundreds, hundreds oh, and hundreds. Yeah. We don't really need that again. It's like that storytelling aspect just seems to be missing slightly. And then, but at the end of the day, like, in the matches, they're still going to knock it out of the park because they're still incredibly talented wrestlers over there. Yeah. But they still get the match bit right. It's just everything in between it that seems to be... I think that's what's hurting AW at the moment is that he, Tony Khan or his team haven't lost the plot, but it feels like they've lost most of it. Because when you see the plot and it's still, there's flashes of it in like the certain stories or the certain developments, Hangman Page, then he was done with Moxley and then being undone as yeah. a result of Moxley heel turn. It's like, oh, there that is. That means something. Don Callis stole the microphone of Kenny Mega mm-hmm. and Kenny Mega briefly looked aggrieved and then it was fine. It's like, you, you need to pick that up. That's yeah, going yeah. somewhere. Yeah. And that just reminds you of the things that this company can be so great at. But then you almost don't want to see that because then you're bored again twenty minutes for 20 more minutes and you think, oh, hang on, this is what I want to feel versus this. Yeah. Like it gives you that glimpse of what is missing and yeah. you become a little bit more frustrated. Well, weirdly, as a man who is, because he hates himself apparently is rewatching <laughs> uh, the walking dead at the moment from the beginning right, okay. oh, i just wanted i God. just what wanted the hell is well, let me explain you? i watched the very last season recently uh-huh. because i had to end it it was like <laughs> yeah. I, I needed i'd gone that far <laughs> too much time yeah, into this i'd gone that far i will not <laughs> not see like, this all the finish line you were cancelling it i had to end it like, yeah, it not, was only me <laughs> i don't funny it was terrible it was it, it's one of the worst seasons of television i've ever watched However, I thought I'll go back and remind and myself. Do it again. No, just remind <laughs> myself what was good about the early seasons. Okay. It is. It's start, like there's some really good stuff in there. However, I, to tie this into what we're on about, they show you the problem that show has always had is it shows you little glimpses of prestige telly, and yeah. you go like, "Oh my god, that was amazing!" I'm going to come back next week because I can't wait to see how this plays out. <laughs> and then it's just a piece of show. Oh, you're going to have to edit this. So I'll. Is it you or is it you? Oh, it's it's you. Okay, it's okay. I'm, I'm not going to swear. He's got I want a computer. It's a piece of so it's sugar, honey. I see. <laughs> well, this is going to be a hard podcast, isn't it? <laughs> and it's and it's so annoying because every week that got a little bit bigger mm. and a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger until it's season eleven and it's twelve years later and you are ready to throw yourself off the balcony in your flat <laughs> because you are so sick of watching nothing meaning anything. People just do stuff <laughs> and, and like three stories. Like three seasons worth of sto- of stories oh. squashed into one season for the sake of money. And that is what you have a danger of heading towards if you set this early bad precedent to bring it back to AEW. I think we just got so used to it being like amazing television. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. inevitably there was going to be that point where they run out of ideas and have yeah. to start. Or they have to start planning further ahead, yeah. but they're actually on telly, so you don't have that time that they had to plan a year's worth of plans at the very beginning. Yeah. But they need to find it. They need to find something. Someone needs to be dedicated to this task. Because at the minute, 
the week to week stuff will eventually erode the good faith that we have on it. It's like the second album problem with bands. It's like that first album that they come out with is always absolutely brilliant because mm. they've had 15 years or something to yeah, write yeah. it because they've had nothing to do before that yeah. other than write that first album and then now they've got to write one in a year and it's a completely different aspect. Yeah. It's the exact same thing in, in AEW. I was like, this. I was sort of given the segue by Nicholas there because Phil... You've uh, stepped into our role unexpectedly as what culture's Ring of Honor correspondent. <laughs> as, as we're talking about, oh god, what have I done? As we're talking about uh, Tony Khan, do I have to? This is like Tony Khan's plate or water bowl being too full. And I'm going to go for a walk. Uh, just give me a shout when, <laughs> when Phil's done talking about Ring of Honor. And to Nicholas's point, people just sort of doing nothing. Um, I've only read up on Ring of Honor so far. Yeah. Uh, but I'm very aware of the things that are leading into what looks like a pretty tasty takeover like Super Card of Honor card. How have the shows played out generally? I mean, they're fine. Uh, yeah. uh, to be fair, I don't think they're taking a lot of time for Tony to write. No. Let's put it that way. <laughs> because there is no goddamn stories on this show. Oh, really? Whatsoever. Uh, so the first week, uh, Claudio and AR Fox is, I think, the only match I can actually remember from it was really good, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. Um, but then at the end of it, Eddie Kingston just wandered out and was like, I want a title shot. And Claudio was like, nah. And oh, then, so he's knocked back the title shot. Yeah. Okay. And then this week, uh, Eddie Kingston came out, did a squash match, and then Claudio, uh, he called out Claudio. Claudio came out, was like, a guy without honor will never be the champion. And he wandered off. And, okay. and that's the best story in Ring of Honor right now. <laughs> um, so there's definitely issues in terms of the actual storytelling. Yeah. The matches, like the build, the Supercard of Honor, the actual show is going to be great. Like you yeah. can kind of see like parts of where it's going to be going up to. Like obviously Claudio versus Eddie Kingston is going to be one of them. So if you were in LA <coughs> this year, you probably wouldn't pick the SmackDown taping <laughs> over the Ring of Honor. No. I don't think I'd ever pick the SmackDown tapings over the Ring of Honor Supercard. Uh, but yeah, there's just absolutely no storytelling in it whatsoever. Yeah. Um, like... Willow versus uh, Willow Nightingale versus Athena was like the best match oh, on yeah. the card oh, the that. this week. It was really good. I think yeah. it was both of theirs. Like Athena's like best match easy since she left WWE, mm. and definitely Willow Nightingale's best match that I've seen. I think um, like they they went they went hard. It was really yeah. good. And that like after that she beat her down, and it feels like they could redo that at Ring of Honor Supercard, mm-hmm. maybe with Willow Nightingale taking the title off her. Yeah, um, which would be a massive feel good moment, obviously for the for the thing. So like they've got that. Like there's there's things that you know are gonna be good. Yeah, but there's just nothing to bite onto. There's nothing to keep you coming back week to week. Uh, in terms of storytelling and most like most of the matches it's two hours it really doesn't need to be two hours most of the matches are like five to eight minute fine matches Dalton Castle was goddamn amazing this week because he's Dalton Castle like like, the match itself wasn't great until he started throwing the boys out of the ring (laughs) at at the other team which was brilliant Uh, but it's just yeah it's all fine it's uh, it's fine the thing is if it that kind of show can exist, I think, but it needs to be an hour. Yeah. I think that's why NXT, when it was, it got away with it for so long. And I would be one of the people who happily defend those one-hour NXTs where, yeah. to your takes, Mr. Hamlet, they'd yeah. probably be not as good. But I'd defend it because it's, like, it's all I want. I want a week yeah. of wrestling, a week, bloody hell, an hour of wrestling a week at that point. And it was just like a nice little hit. Yeah. And they would have adv- advanced storylines and you wouldn't have to see everybody every week. You could just like wait. It would make you wait until next week to see arguably the one person you were waiting to catch on. Yeah. But the question is how long that works on a two-hour show for stars because that is just a lot. It's a lot of time if yeah. it's just matches and not a lot of story. Yeah. And then it becomes a question of is wrestling by itself good enough to 
make that show good, which unfortunately the reason sports entertainment works is because you you need the elements sometimes. Yeah, yeah like I wouldn't go back and watch Ring of Honor next week if I didn't have to. <laughs> 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 like, there's nothing on that that's done. Oh, but I you do, Phil. Yeah, yeah you do. do. Forever. <laughs> For the rest of your life. Sidgwick's compared uh, some odd rampages, some particularly bad rampages to like doing your homework on the bus, where like <laughs> absolute last moment you could possibly get that thing yeah. in for. He's like watching it on the way to work on a Monday because everything else on the weekend yeah. has got in the way of a car that just looks yeah. just like a bunch of matches and nothing else, even for an hour, as you point out, you know. Um, it's frustrating because it's these are talents that I'm actually interested in. I would act- yeah. arguably I'd be interested to see them. It's have like some actual stories on the main roster yeah. of AEW. Where Don't Castle, I'd definitely like to see yeah. on the main roster. But like, it's like we're probably going to get uh, Mark Briscoe versus Samoa Joe at Supercard of Honor. Class, yeah. like that's going to be absolutely amazing. Rule, and it, yeah. Mark Briscoe caught a promo this week, and it's Mark Briscoe. He's just kind of entertaining in everything yeah. he yeah. does. So that's like that's good. It's just it's not enough to. It's, I give any meat on the bones. There's often, I think, a confusion online about uh, the value of a story and a character versus like just great action. And then you get a show like Revolution that almost argues the case for quality wrestling trumping everything else. Yeah. But ultimately, those characters, like you've both said it there, there are people on that Ring of Honor show that I'd rather watch than some people on Dynamite. Yeah, However, 100%. the context they're in and the yeah. lack of the emotional investment I've got in the stories means I'll just stick with the Dynamite lot. Thanks very much. There's no yet that one person that drags you from what you're doing. Eddie Kingston is the best example. Yeah. Like Eddie Kingston in AEW oh, is a can't-miss performer, <clears throat> and you've just described that Claudio thing, and I'll just wait for the pay-per-view. Yeah, like, yeah, I hope he 100%. wins, but I'll just wait for the pay-per-view. But when, when you've got a red-hot Eddie Kingston on any episode of Dynamite, yeah, or Rampage, but I've only watched Dynamite, um, you can't take your eyes off him. Yeah. You yeah. literally cannot take your eyes off him because you don't know what he's. You literally don't know what he's going to do. Yeah. Like if it makes you believe in every single second of it, and it's always great. No matter how he ends up getting there, it's always great. People are invested in him. Like how many t-shirts did he inadvertently make himself just by turning up? Like yeah. that's and that's the difference between trying to force a t-shirt that it ha- will happen every week to oh my god, this guy did something that's so good, you just literally have to put it on a t-shirt. There's no mm-hmm. question about it. that image of him in the match where he comes down with the the kind of petrol. Oh my yeah. god, it's like. <laughs> One of the all-time best wrestlers. Unbelievable. Yeah. And all he did was turn up. Yeah. Because that's what Eddie Kingston brings. And he's on... And I, this is no shade on Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor fans who are, might be getting angry at this. That's not the intention. <laughs> yeah. I just mean, like, I'd like to see them... Are they happy with that? I don't know. If I'm them, if I'm the Cesaros and the Eddie Kingstons and the Willows and Willow Nightingales and the uh, Athenas, am I happy with that? Is, is this... What they wanted when they signed for AEW is that is that what they signed up for? And it, and I'm not saying they won't have pride in probably wanting to launch this brand for Tony, yeah. but also I think they would. Some of them could argue be doing a lot more and should be doing a lot more on that on that main AEW roster. It's yeah. it's filmed obviously after or just before Dark, wherever it is in Universal mm-hmm. Studios anyway, where they do Dark, and obviously it's a, ma- a matter of cost. And however they you know they can't they're about to fold it into the AEW schedule rather than booking arenas, that would be unrealistic. But I wonder, yeah, to that point, the wrestlers that were on dark and theoretically padding out the win-loss records and on any given week could get the call that we want you for Dynamite or Rampage, now feels less likely as they try and draw a thicker line between Ring of Honor and AEW. So previously, those would have just been dark matches on YouTube that one gets buzzed and suddenly you're back on Dynamite. Right now, and Athena, I think, is a great example as a champion. She'll be seen as needed for Ring of Honor. So all of a sudden, you've got this huge angle going on on Dynamite with their homegrowns and the like the outsiders. Mm-hmm. 
And Athena's thinking, well, oh, I could fit in with those outside heels. Yeah. But she's a Ring of Honor champion, and yeah. that's a thing now. That's yeah. not just... Willow Nightingale as well could fit in on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. That's yeah. She was used for yeah. Ruby Soho to beat up, and yet she might not now feature. And then if you have that overlap, you have the other problem of, oh, this, there's too many people. Yeah. You know, there needs to be... Yeah. There does need to be a clear line, but this is... Yeah. Teething troubles, I guess. Of, of course. They've also know. like drawn that line themselves with the Eddie Kingston story, yep. which is probably like the biggest story, I guess, leading into the Ring of Honor, so is that he dumb. quit yeah. AEW yeah. and then turned up in Ring of Honor. So you've literally drawn that line of these being two completely separate it's things. Rey Mysterio you're leaving that line everywhere else. Down, isn't it? Yeah. Like, it's Eddie Kingston being a guy that, like, I'm sick of working for Tony Khan. I'm going to go work for that guy who owns Ring of Honor. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, mate. Like, yeah. Yeah. Where is he? What's his name? <laughs> what? Let me talk to him. Oh, fo- <laughs> Mr. Honor. Get me Shad Khan. <laughs> um, look, we've, uh, we've covered non-league. My let's name is Guy the, Incognito. Let's get the Premier League. Here he goes. Yeah, here, here he go. goes. I wish you could, we always comment on what Wilborn looks like when he says things. I wish you could see the cheeky look <laughs> that Michael Hamper just had on his face there. I say Premier League because the sound of a last-minute winner hitting the back of the net was not as loud as the one that greeted Jay Uso and Sammy Don't do Dins. football things in front of Phil. He, no, but Sorry, not, Phil. It's yeah. going to go over his head. It's really loud when people's got yeah. a last-minute winner, but it's not as loud as Jay Uso <laughs> hugging Sammy Zayn before he pivoted the hips and yeah. turned. Unbelievable. Oh, like, my God. Unbelievable stuff. I was <clears throat> feeling like I was almost like getting on the defensive about how WWE had this under control as relates to Sammy and Cody and my personal belief that you've got a tag team title match that should be the main event of night one at WrestleMania and how impressive that is to elevate these belts that have been meaningless forever. But it was a sizable bunch of people that just were furious that Sammy had lost and was it the right result? What should you even booked it? I just think they continue to get this right, and nobody will ever have faith. It's WWE. No, like you yeah. cannot earn, and, and nor should they. Yeah, they've yeah. not been <laughs> yeah, given not anything to believe that. You cannot have twenty years of it being this dross, and then just expect people because this storyline continues to go well to just be like, "All right, yeah, I'm yeah. fully on board." We're not all as thick as me, basically. <laughs> but again, like, so you've got the Rumble. As, and then you've got Elimination Chamber, and now you've got a March edition of Raw yeah. with these yeah. reactions that you are going to remember forever. I think the best thing you can say about that as well is you knew it was coming. Yeah. Like, as soon as, like, Jay came out and then the bit with uh, Jimmy in the middle of the ring where he's, like, tearing his T-shirt up, it's like you knew what was going to happen, and yet the reaction to it was still that big. Yeah. And it's like that's just a credit to the storytelling and everyone involved in it to just still get that kind of reaction when you know exactly what's coming. Is this not the positive uh, way of a company knowing what you want? Mm Mm-hmm. And like denying you it, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. I think so. And there's a there's the Daniel Bryan version, which yes, is <laughs> wrong. <Yeah. laughs> that is a failure. That is missing the mark. This is not that. And people have constantly tried to do comparisons between the Sammy and Bryan stuff, and it's not. They are not the same animal. It's a different animal, and I, I totally get it. And look, we did the podcast before um, Elimination Chamber, and we said it's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. let's ponder for a minute what happens if it does. Is there a, even a fraction of a chance? And there was. Because of WWE's storytelling, mm-hmm. because yeah. of the end of the Royal Rumble, because nobody saw Jey Uso walking out of that ring. That yeah. was the yeah. one thing that none of us had predicted. And the reactions and the reaction been getting. And the reactions <laughs> for Sammy, and you're like, well... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At Bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. If they can do that little tiny bit, what else can they do that I didn't see coming? Yeah. We go uh, to work, Phil, with two wrestling geniuses out here. And the third guy who puts them together every week. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody called that. Nobody yeah. called any of that. So when it came to Sammy again, you think, maybe that's... Maybe, just maybe. And obviously it didn't happen. The stuff with Jay on Raw is another prime example of this. Mm. Because you don't believe it. None of us believe it. And you shouldn't believe it because they haven't given you any reason to believe it. But there you go. He turns down his own brother. <laughs> his literal brother. <laughs> and walks out to Sammy, says him, and everybody by And that pop... Was it or was it not? Because I don't know. I've tried to do them side by side, and I can't decide. Is it louder than the one at, at Royal Rumble? I think it was. I yeah. think it might be. I you think know? it was. I yeah. think it might be. And that story in itself, coming out of like the stuff that's come out of the bloodline is amazing. But yeah. that is the arguably the one that's taken the most time. That Jay was so against Sammy to become best friends, to be heartbroken by what he saw as a betrayal to this. Mm-hmm. No, we're not getting the pops. It's yeah. not rocket science, is it? It's but it's not organic. No, people keep saying like, "Yeah, yeah. Sammy was the organic yeah. one." Now about this no. is organic. Yeah. No, it's just I'm sorry. For yeah. months. Like, <laughs> you are totally allowed to be skeptical about it all because they've given you no reason not to. But this is not that. This is yeah. this is what happens when wrestling gets done right, and you buy into the things they are selling, and then they take away the thing that you want for your own good, yeah. so that you get the heartbreak of that moment with Sammy. Because you're going to remember that forever when Sammy yeah. got super kicked. You're also going to remember the moment before when they gave you what you wanted. And they immediately took it away from you. This is just good stuff. It's not organic. Don't know. Who, it's not. That, that's the whoever's giving you that it's, word. It's the Brian Becky Punk yeah. principle that they are. They yeah. stumbled into a baby face yeah. that people yeah. love, and that's they did. Yeah, like, that's they literally <laughs> did. It was totally by accident, yeah. and that's fine. This isn't that though. The fact that there's pops of this scale still in the chamber. <laughs> Audio team, by the way. And, uh, there must be oh. si- that mics must have been burst every week that Sammy's been We're not out. used yeah. to this. We're not <laughs> used to this. It's like, look at the we little bar. The They've got the like decibels it. bar. Like, it never gets over this. We've got a little marker. We, used to, we, we bet every week to say, it's, it's literally got a bit of gone, it. it's gone <laughs> shooting past it. Like, like a kid's height chart yeah. on a wall with a pencil. Yeah. It's like, this is where it's been for the last 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> There's that little spike in 2011 at Money in the Bank, and it's like, oh, after that, 2011, 2012, punk? 2011, 2011. Yeah, 
And it's like, after that, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> nothing <laughs> but it's well, like the glass smashing from Austin was a literal glass yeah, smashing yeah, that's never yeah, been yeah, fixed because no. it never had the need to. Yeah. I loved it as well on the Raw thing because, like, uh, you talk about it, like, just skimming through the WWE gallery mm. to, like, get a feel for what's on the show or whatever. Like, I watched the segment, like, when I first woke up, but then, yeah. like, editing ups and downs, like, skimming through the gallery and just watching the progression yeah. through that match to the J- uh, Jimmy coming out. And, the like, you can feel the exact emotion that the crowd's going through with every, like, still picture of it. And um. it's, it just charts it so perfectly that you get the entire story through these amazing little pi- uh, amazing pictures on the gallery. I'm telling you, And man, it's the it's same emotion on every single picture, and it's just like, this is fantastic. As a yeah. man who only cherry-picks the YouTube highlights from the good storylines that are going on in WWE these days, <laughs> I, I hold my hands up admittedly. I'm a gallery guy. I like to go through the gallery and, like, see how Raw went based on my... Or see how SmackDown went based on my interpretations of... The gallery, NXT, I'm sorry, I don't even do the gallery for NXT. <laughs> but it's great to see. It would be they, wasted. You'd but, need, you need the full audio-visual of the NXT. But the one thing... <laughs> you probably would. <laughs> I've, I've heard there's a lot of new characters as well. I'm just not sure I can keep up with. But, like, it's amazing, because I genuinely think this is another thing they should be commended for, because I have seen... I don't watch it every week, but I can still tell you who they are presenting as their next people mm-hmm. based on these galleries, because the amount of amazing shots that you get of a certain Solo Sokoa is the one I've talked to you about yeah, a few yeah. times but amazing they have got a lot of him time. I have got a fall that on my Mac now of this is called Solo yeah. <laughs> and it's it's, it's almost bad like you can't take a bad picture of yeah. him it's ridiculous it's impossible like a lot of people sh- would have folds on the laptops called <laughs> Solo <laughs> <laughs> oh damn I just cracked the code just cracked the code um, but it's just you can tell these are the people they're investing in yeah. this is what they're these are, and it's amazing to see how they're shot like that is Worth its weight in gold. So you don't even have to watch the show anymore, guys. <laughs> what no, it's like Solo Sokoa is unbeaten. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn haven't made friends yet. Yeah. They're making that feel real and feel yeah. earned. Jey Uso has mm-hmm. got back with Jimmy. He's not got back with Roman. No. Jimmy is going to think that, oh, Roman, are we all good now? And Roman's going to go, nope, nope. And that's all going to be for nothing. Yeah. Roman hasn't lost to Cody yet. It's And it's uh, Sami only rejoined Jimmy when Roman said he was going to start blaming Jimmy. Yeah. Like, he's come back. It's like, it's yeah. right there. He's Jay's come doing back it for, for brother, Jimmy. Yeah. He's absolutely not doing this for yeah. Roman. Nope. He's doing it for his yeah. brother. Like, Cedric was saying on a, that we did the SmackDown preview, and he was saying, so presumably, Roman goes away for a bit after WrestleMania, and actually assumes the part-time schedule he thought he was going to do before this storyline got yeah. hot, and he stuck around a bit more. Yeah. Roman and Jay is there for SummerSlam. If you want it, like yeah. Jay goes on living, everything's fine again. Yeah. And then Roman storms back into town. Yeah. And the first person he wants to target for all of this is the nephew or the cousin that he abused all along. It's absolutely magic. Perfect, man. Offer some balance on AW. So I suppose we best pick on the one thing in WWE that isn't completely awesome. Uncle Howdy, lads. I mean, that's low hanging fruit. Isn't Michael. completely Come awesome? Low hanging pitch black fruit. Low hanging <laughs> pitch black fruit. <laughs> uh, Uncle Howdy and Bray Wyatt are uh, playing kid games with Bobby Lashley. Now, I know you like one of them kid games, Adam Nicholas. So I'm yeah. trying carefully yeah. with criticising the muscle man dance. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. you're only here for one yeah. for one week, so <laughs> I don't want to, you know. watch what you're saying. Exactly. If only this was Brock Lesnar. <laughs> I know. Who, me? <laughs> to pick him when he starts talking about the muscle man. <laughs> Boom! German suplex. It's like, it's oh, yet again one of those great moments where like for all of Lesnar's many faults and foibles, <laughs> you cannot knock his instincts, can you? <laughs> no. when, other other no. than Dean Ambrose at WrestleMania 32. Yeah. Only time has yeah. he ever noped anything and been wrong yeah. ever like that? Yeah. <laughs> I think I think the noping of Dean Ambrose, obviously in 
in match. He was still kind of right though, wasn't he? Because Ambrose, yeah. that wasn't yeah, that wasn't then, John Moxley. Yeah. That was Dean Ambrose, and he's like, "This guy ain't getting over," and I'm not about to let him chop my arm <laughs> off with a chainsaw <laughs> for that. No, thank you. But I find this hilarious because we, you would have missed this, but we jokingly suggested this on the pod before. What was the pay per view? Was the it before Rumble? Chamber or before the Rumble? Rumble. Yeah, or Elimination Chamber. Elimination Chamber. Yeah. It was the yeah the loser of Brock and yeah, Bobby yeah, that yeah. was like um, we basically said like oh who for Brock and Mania and we jokingly said like well what's Bray up to like yeah. you know and then bef- doing him doing it on SmackDown and be like the winner is, uh, <laughs> I'm coming for you and, and Brock Nailed immediately it. be like well I don't want to win this match because <laughs> no guess way guess what the really terrible DQ finish then because <laughs> yeah. this ain't it yeah I guess I guess I'm not doing that pay per view anymore. <laughs> <I'm out. laughs> Just Uncle Howdy, like obviously all of the Bray Wyatt's just been useless apart from the White Rabbit thing, really. But Uncle Howdy and his magic no, powers, no, no, muscle man, and his uh, and his no, no, muscle man, and his six different masks, and that sick elbow drop, and that sick elbow drop at the Rumble. <laughs> this is the thing; he's got magic powers. This we know, and he's hit an elbow drop. And last week on SmackDown, he ran the ropes and jumped Bobby Lashley from behind. It's yeah. like just use your magic. Powers. And got caught. <laughs> and, <laughs> and got, got, got caught. And got made like, like a complete jump. You're right, that is low-hanging fruit. So dead quickly, <laughs> as I stall for a bit more time until we uh, start the quiz, which I've definitely, definitely prepared. Oh, yeah, of course. Another quick question. Um, what's going on with Ronda Rousey? So this week, the reports were... You know I only look at the gallery, right? Yeah, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, give the, I'll give you the context. I just said. I just... No, basically... The I'm galleries have been... Got, she's got an arm injury, she, is what I can tell. She does, See? she does. That's all the sling. There you go. It's been uh, the best way to consume Ronda Rousey by galleries. She's the best friend with Shayna Baszler. <laughs> she's got her arm in a sling. And it's pretty crap. <laughs> that's the gist I've got. It's not the theme tune to a sitcom. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. They have, there has been reports with sources that they'll do her and Shayna versus Becky and Lita for the best on one night. Yeah. And then Becky, Lita and Trish versus Damage Katal on the other. Could be the other way around night, one yeah, night, two, yeah, whatever. Yeah. What, a, what a year. What a, I, don't know, I don't know how you track quite a slide from that original run she had. Yeah, I think mostly, again, based on the gallery. <laughs> and, and the little clips, to be fair, I did watch the clip that comes up on, on Twitter. I quite liked the idea. It wasn't going to happen, but obviously this Becky thing, there was a lot of people putting the eggs in the basket of Shayna and Becky, and I'm, I don't know, man. Like, the, Yes, when she first came back, you were like, oh, that's what I want to see. But the, the, once again, the stars did not really align for this. Yeah, And I don't know, in, in fair play to them, they didn't try and pull the trigger on that one because they thought, man, it's not... It's it's not what they want. Like it's not. Yeah. There's no bite. And the Ronda return, I I see a crap as a very facetious way. Like it hasn't landed though as much yeah. as perhaps it should have done. Or what you'd hoped had hoped it would because that first rookie year of hers was sensational. Mm-hmm. The amount of stuff she delivered. Was yeah. Brilliant. Incredible. She's lost. I don't know if it's she's lost the fans in the way like in the way that she's lost her ability to handle the fans. I know like it was a big point of contention for quite some time. She did not like getting booed that time no. back in the day, and she never really let that go. I don't think, but her being a heel works. That obviously helps that element much better. But I love the idea of her and Shayna Baszler, man. I know it's not maybe that's the mo- the least Vince McMahon match at WrestleMania ever, but hey, I don't know if you heard, he's not in the picture. Wink, wink, yeah. nudge, nudge. Right. Definitely not sitting in the gorilla at Raw. <laughs> um, Apparently, he didn't say a word. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. Totally, I can't imagine. You can imagine the pat there. Yeah. Triple H goes to the toilet and he comes back. 
You're, uh, you're, in, you're in my chair. There, yeah, in my chair. There, oh, I'm like, sorry, I didn't realize. I thought we were oh, just, sorry. Yeah. What you got the headset on for? <laughs> <laughs> why are you screaming at Kevin Patrick? <laughs> <laughs> why, is, why, is, why is Kevin Patrick crying? <laughs> why did Michael Cole get halfway through naming a tag team from New Japan and you've just you've cut his mic? What are you doing? <laughs> the show. Yeah. That production took a relief because they didn't have the pencil for the other song. anything. That's incredible. I it's. It is like I'm with you on the Ronda Shayna thing, by the way. Yeah. It's like they're a natural pairing, they're natural rivals. Mm-hmm. It's all good stuff to do, but it's kind of heartbreaking. Like we were all in New York for Becky Lynch having her. her it's always the thing with WrestleMania; is it's always someone's Someone. WrestleMania, yeah. and it was great that it was like Becky and Kofi's that year. But that came with this bonus of wow, they've managed to save Ronda and Becky. Yeah. That's really unusually smart of WWE. Yeah. The singles match is going to come, and here we are. And here, like they didn't want to do it last year for reasons, but here we are now. And it feel, doesn't even feel WrestleMania. The tag match at least has belts and at least yeah. has other people. Shayna and Lita are adding a bit of like colour and flavour to it. I think that's the saddest indictment of all, really, that, that singles match is dead. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, like, in this run as well, at least, like, definitely not her first run, but in this one, like, she's just not box office anymore either. Yeah. Like, I don't think she's putting butts in seats or eyeballs on the product anymore. Um, like, how much of that is her fault and how much of that is the general booking of her in the first place is up for debate, I guess. But it's yeah. like, I do think, like, as soon as they paired her with Shayna, I thought it was the best thing that they could do because mm-hmm. singles run was not going anywhere. Uh, and at least with pairing her with Shayna, you can rehabilitate Shayna a little bit, which has been goddamn desperately needed for a real, real long time. And you know you'll get something like that. I mean, the tag titles, women's tag titles have not meant anything ever. So it's, <laughs> not like, uh, it's not like they're going to put this like huge spotlight on them or anything like that. No. But at least you're going to get a good match between Shayna and Ronda coming out of this at some point and hopefully rehabilitate Shayna and get her back on the right track. Just, I guess, at the expense of Ronda Rousey, which well, seems a bit it. weird. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of hope going on in there, isn't yeah, there? I really, I really want some of this to, to come to fruition. But I am thinking about Sasha Banks on Stone Cold's and I say Sasha Banks because she was still Sasha Banks then, yeah. on Stone Cold's Broken School Sessions. When she was talking about valuations and stuff and, and they got onto the topic of Ronda Rousey and what she brought back, and I can't help but think now she's obviously left the company, gone off to become Mercedes Money, and it's just like right back in the conversation, a yeah. champion over the IWGP Women's Champion. Like, this is amazing. And you're looking at Ronda and you're like, man, I think you've backed the wrong horse here. Like, yeah. <laughs> like you have backed the wrong horse completely because she's off doing that and she could have been doing that for you. And we've gone with Ronda. And I'm not saying Ronda couldn't still be. She can get back in the swing of things, but it has not delivered the way I think they thought it was going to. Yeah. And as Phil says, not box office, not right now. I mean, none of us, of course, have discussed Charlotte Flair. But nobody wants to discuss Charlotte Flair. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, we have to. <laughs> yeah. Right, guys. I mean, Wilborn's chair, obviously, today. I didn't get round to, because he's such a broadcast professional, I didn't get round to arranging a quiz. Boo. But Boo. I don't know if you, well, I know you guys do, obviously, but for those that don't listen to the other podcast and we can only listen to wrestle culture, we actually have a famous figure from pro wrestling that comes and joins us. He's part of the team at this point. He's an official team. And uh, I think I actually heard him arriving outside. Well, it must be Friday if this old Oki gets to sit his ass down in front of a microphone. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I was expecting stacks, but it's Jim Ross. Jim? It's Jim Ross. Oh, my God. <laughs> I hope I've not spoiled the quiz there, Jim. No. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Ross has got a quiz for us today. Unbelievable. And the, the Wrestle Culture A team, Nicholas and Phil, have agreed to take me on, Jim. Is that all right? <sighs> That's <laughs> all Loki don't really care. I wasn't expecting you to bring your AEW enthusiasm to wrestle culture. What are you talking about? 
Are you one of these pissant complainers that says that don't Jim Ross has lost his passion for the prisoner? Please, you're hammering me like I'm a puppy or something, Jim. Please leave it. You going to do a quiz for us? Sure am. <laughs> See how this I goes. Like, I feel honoured, Phil, that we get to have a quiz put towards us from the one and only Jim Ross. That's incredible. Not what I was Thank expecting you. on this Thank Friday. <laughs> Not what I was expecting. It's you. a lovely hat you're wearing there, Jim, as well. Oh, very nice. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> Oh, I like the look of you. <laughs> I like the look of you. There's a Jezebel sitting opposite me. Oh, you sure what's that? It's Adam Nicholas. <laughs> Thank, thanks, Jim. <laughs> Ready when you are. Ask away. Uh, so today's quiz, it's all about, uh, you like the music? It's all about the great uh, wrestler entrance themes of the past. <laughs> Correctly identify my acapella versions of them, oh. you, and I understand that you win a prize. Uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> kind of goddamn quiz is this? <laughs> right. Here's song number one. Theme song. No. Oh. Can I have a bit of that again, please, Jim. <laughs> I feel like everyone's going to start with AW Dynamite, but is that the Beverly Brothers? It's the Beverly Brothers. <laughs> correct. Well Just done. Oh, here we go. One point to you. Thank you. Something tells me we're going to lose yeah. this quiz. Something tells me they're all going to be songs from the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Well, here's number two. <laughs> this is why we should be doing video podcasts. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but Jim Ross. Jim Ross. So it goes. Frickin' bone here, Jim. Come on. It was a nasty boys. Oh, of course, yeah. Of course. Oh. Oh. I hear it now. Should I hear it now. He says it. Now. Oh, he says it. Sorry, what, just the last bit there? What was the last bit? <laughs> Entrance theme number three. Dun, 
<laughs> You're looking at me a lot, Jim. I feel like I was going to be a safety net for this. Nicholas, <laughs> <laughs> oh why not? Is it Razor Ramon? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. One more run, please, Jim. Yeah. It's a keem. It's a keem. It's our soul, bro. Sorry. If anyone's at home listening to this and just going, like, they've got three out of three so far. <laughs> yeah. Well done, you. Well done, you. <laughs> well done, you. you that Akeem was. That's a very specific wrestling yeah, That Akeem was not. Uh, a small fella. No. What, <laughs> Bill Watts told me once they can make a lot of money with an athletic big man. <laughs> you know what we need? What we should have done is we should have seen if Sidgwick wanted to come on the pod. Yeah. I think he, he would have been, been great. Yeah, he would have been great. right around his era yeah. that he would thoroughly enjoy. Right, am, I, am I getting more recent for the young fella? <laughs> <laughs> as, as the quiz goes on. Okay. Uh, number four. This is some of the the most possessed stuff I've ever seen in my life. I often watch Dynamite at one and a half speed to get it watched before we do our reviews, Jim. Which is probably uh-huh. why you sound a little bit more like in the mood for the product, quite frankly. <laughs> yeah. But that sounds a bit like Ricky Starks on one and a half times speed. Is it Ricky Starks? No. Ah. Almost. <laughs> Ricky uh, Starks at one uh, and a half uh, times speed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I see where you went there. I see. One more time, please, Jim. Ultimate Warrior. No, it's Tugboat. You get it, don't you? I get it. Look like you're an old man just like me. Number five. Oh, wait a minute. How does this one go? Take your time, Jim. Take your time. Oh, now is it? Well, it sounds like is it the people there were trying to make their sound like? That sounds more of a bit street. We'll go with FDR though. It was a Midnight Express. Classic JR. Classic JR. Pulled one over our eyes again. Well done, Gio. What a river. It uh, scores after 5 for 1 nil. Will somebody stop the damn man? <laughs> Number six. Uh, wait there. No, 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 no. JR, was it the Undisputed Era? Yes, it was. Did you like having them in AW, Jim? Oh. The Undisputed Era. Bobby and Kyle and 
Adam Cole. Oh, and Tony Stone, too many goddamn guys. I can't even remember anyone. <laughs> can't even remember. Number seven. Three nil. <laughs> I wish, I wish someone could watch this. Oh, if you're driving your car home, you are missing this, and I'm sorry. <laughs> I hope if you're driving your car, you've Jim, Jim, over safely. With <laughs> Jim's got the moves. Still, number number eight. <laughs> you're right there, Jim. You are reaching. Why don't you ask? Number eight. Mm. I don't know how to sing it. Number eight. Let's do it, love, Jay. Yes, it is. Hey, we got one. We got one. I threw you a bony little bastard. You like Mick Foley, don't you? Three one. There's actually two left, so you might even equalize. There we go. Bet we don't. We got it. Number nine. <laughs> oh, I for, I've genuinely forgotten how this one goes. <laughs> and it happens, Jim. It's all right. I don't know. I've got it. I've got it. Uh, 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 you, can you keep it coming, Jim? Phil, <laughs> 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 of all people, I thought you'd get this one. Phil? It's the other wrestler that I know you to like. Desperation in your voice, Jim. <laughs> Frail. <laughs> I know, you know. Why oh. do you know what this is? Again, 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 Jim. Come on, Phil. It's easy. It's easily done. Oh, man, I, I ain't doing it again. <laughs> I am not doing it again. Is he, is he sick? The only ones I know you like is... Uh, <laughs> glasses are steamed up. <laughs> 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 Do you like Molly Holly and Johnny Gargano? Yeah. There's another oh, one. The only one <laughs> or Cactus Jack or Dude Love. Damn it, there's another one, Phil. There's another Mick Foley. <laughs> no, there's another one that you like. <laughs> I'll give you a clue. I have no idea. I'll give you a clue. Okay. I'll give you a clue. Okay. 
Give us a clue and then we Bill use it again. Watts told me one time that you can make a lot of money with an athletic big man. Why you make I have no athletic idea. Athletic big man. One <coughs> more time, Jim. Can you do the tune again? Why my brain is not working? I've got nothing. No, I've got nothing either. Pass. Fair enough. Of <laughs> Just to make it a little more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> It's know. too cool. <laughs> <laughs> too cool, Jim. Correct. Do you know what I was getting at now? Can you hear it in your head now? Oh. 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 I'm going to play uh, <laughs> I'm going to go downstairs and I'm going to play the goddamn son bitch and then you're going to hear what I'm hearing in my head right now. I'm going to play that son bitch downstairs. Okay, number number ten just for fun. Number ten just for fun. Phil. I'm going to rampage now. I'm Jim. Oh, JR. A round of applause for Jim there. Jim, thank you very much. See you, boys, later on. Thanks very much, Jim. Careful with that door, Jim. Who was the winner, Jim? Hamlet. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you um, go. Did you like that little surprise I had lined up for you? It's beautiful. I can't believe I, I can't believe you got Jim Ross. I know. It's such. Me neither. Such, I thought it was going to be stacks like that. It's, it's such short notice. You've yeah, <sighs> I mean, incredible. I can only hope that that translated to, to the people <laughs> to the people at home. As well as it did to us, Jim had a very uh, <laughs> oh, bad habit, Christ. you might call, of acting out his, his singing. <laughs> it's quite good, that. I don't, well, I've, I'd, we can't really follow that, can we? I was going to do Will Bond's outro thing, and I kind of find the button, whichever it was. Oh, no, so come on. Lined up. No, was no, it, no, was no. I'm this one? You talk. Ah, nice one, right? Hand. Right, I'm going to fade down, because that's what he does, right? Yeah, that's, he that's talks that's over yeah. it. Right, There's normally like a clock thing, isn't there? Where I like the yeah. Thanks very much, Phil. Well, I'd like to thank both of you for carrying my ass through this. There's no clock on that. There's just like oh, it's that. Jesus, he goes for a minute yeah. on this. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> thanks both of you two for carrying me through this. Of course, thanks to Jim Ross. Yeah, Jim um, Ross. I think that's the highlight for yeah, us. The, <laughs> the latest to uh, join our menagerie in this podcast studio. You've gone way too early on this button, by the way. Oh, really? Oh, <laughs> Christ. Um, if you want to get your podcasts, you can listen to all of them where you've listened to this one. Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, all that sort of stuff. If you want to get all of us on Twitter, you can do at WhatCultureWWE. You can follow Phil Chambers at... Phil My Chambers. Follow Adam at... Who the hell cares? That Michael Hamford for him. What else? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's the only I'll give us a barbecue. He wasn't ready for that one. <laughs> 
there's no real proper wrestling this weekend to follow, so if you're not really watching anything, tell me if you want to watch it on YouTube. There's also some good videos. Sorry, Miller Trump's just a. I think you'll agree I didn't miss the cue. That was wrestle culture. Wrestling, that's what we all say. Isn't it? Goodbye. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.